Monaco here with you on the overnights, 2 a.m. I got you for three hours to the warm-up show. What a disgrace. What a, what a horrible football game. We we spent all week going over and over that miserable game. Like, that's what we did. We actually did that all week long to talk about these two miserable teams. I mean, geez, if the rain falls, suddenly we can't play football. I mean, it was an atrocious performance from both teams, but the Giants really made it special. The Giants gave you the chef's kiss at the end of this game. A million things to get to. We'll take your phone calls, 877-337-6666. But really, this is where we are. The Jets are somehow alive now at 4-3, and three, and the Giants are dead at 2-6, and six, and they are dead. Dead. I don't care what the schedule looks like. It's dead, and you sell everyone. We'll get into that, but you sell everyone because this thing is an out-and-out joke. And after a year respite, and this is how I felt as soon as the game ended, right? We'll get into all the stuff. As soon as the game ended, this is how I felt. The Giants had one year of respite of not knowing how to win football games. If you look over the last decade of crap that this team has given you over and over again, and the clueless head coaches we have had since Tom Coughlin left, and the embarrassment and the mistakes at the end of games, whether it be coaching, whether it be execution, whether it be the players, whoever it was, someone's going to make a mistake to lose a game you should win, to blow a game, to not keep you close in a game, whatever this case may be. Something is going to happen where the Giants do not know how to play and win a football game. And last year was the complete opposite. And that's what pisses me off the most. Because this coach had me fooled. This coach had me fooled that we actually had a coach. And that they actually had a program here. And we were actually going somewhere. And Joe Shane had me fooled. That he was actually in the process of building a roster. And that we were heading in the right direction. I knew this year, might, I, I thought this year might not even be a playoff year. For the New York Giants. It's a tougher schedule. It is still year two of a rebuild. The offensive line still needs to come together. Rookie defensive backs. There were plenty of reasons where you could look at this and see this team not quite being as, you know, quote-unquote successful as last season. And maybe not having the same kind of, you know, making the playoffs, winning a road playoff game. But I expected to see something in the progress area. Nothing is better than last year. Nothing. The offensive line is much worse. Everything is worse. And the coach has become, you know, I'm not as, I'm not going to kill the coach as some others will because I don't trust the team either. Let's be honest. He played like he doesn't trust his team. Right? Last year, he trusted them implicitly from opening game. 
He goes for two in the opening game to go win it. It's like he had nothing to lose, and now he's afraid of, of whatever. I don't know. And I'll give you other, other games and other times uh, you know, throughout this season he is coached scared. There's been no doubt about it. He never goes for it on fourth down. He's coached scared on many occasions. I'm not as down on him as yesterday's game because you know what? I don't trust this team either. I don't trust this offensive line. I don't trust this run game. I don't trust this team to get a yard. And in a game where I know my defense is the only damn thing doing anything, you know what? I don't care the situation and where they are in the field and and how many yards they have to get. If I can put points on the board, I'm going to take the opportunity. Like early on in the game, he, he, he doesn't go for it. He kicks the field goal. Everybody's mad. Why? Look at this offense. Risk-reward. If they get the first down, what does it lead to? You think they're scoring a touchdown? They're not. I am not risking fourth and one to set up an easier field goal with a field goal kicker who suddenly can't kick field goals. So, no, I don't mind taking a chance and just to put up points on the board because I don't trust this run game, and I don't trust this offense at all. They had negative nine passing yards, and that's another uh, you know, talking point of the game. Obviously, once they lose Taylor and Taylor goes down in this game and they have to go to DeVito, which the real question isn't what they did with DeVito on the field today. Honestly, that's not the question because the strategy worked. I don't like it. You don't like it. I wish they would have taken some chances down the down the stretch of the game. I wish they would have put the ball in the sand. Early on, they did. He comes into the game the first drive. He throws on first down, almost throws a pick on and out. Scrambles on third down and slides instead of going for the first down. Then they get the fumble miraculously. He comes back. Takes a sack, deflected pass. Like, you could throw the one that was almost picked off again. You know. They tried to throw it. You know he's incapable of it. Why is there an incapable quarterback of playing quarterback as your backup in this game when Tyrod Taylor has a history of being hurt? That's the question I have. Why is he the guy? Why is that your option? I don't mind the strategy of not throwing. I'll be honest. I saw him throw the football. I don't want to see him throw the football. The way they were playing defense, I had no problem. Now, I have problem with a lot of the play calling. Why on earth on a third down are you calling a draw? Who are you fooling? When you know you're running it, why are you throwing? Why are you throwing? Uh, why are you having a, a toss and putting the ball six, seven yards behind the line of scrimmage? That I don't understand. A lot of the things I don't understand. But from the onset of this game, you knew what it was going to be—a slop fest—and the coach coached that way. I'm not ter- uh, Today is not the day. Overall, I'm disappointed with the way the coach is coached, and the mistakes at the end of this game are, uh, you know, a disaster. And the special teams have been a disaster. Up and like it, it all culminates into now the season being over, and I'm disappointed in the coach, and I'm disappointed in the GM, and the whole team's a freaking joke. Even from the start of this game, they get the turnover on the first, the first possession. I, you knew it was going to be a wacky day, right? You knew it was going to be a crazy day when Thibodeau is the the first 
the first drive of this game, Thibodeau, the much maligned Thibodeau, obviously the story around here, I don't know how big a story it is, but obviously they're aware of it. Thibodeau tweeted it. The whole team's aware of it. He gets the turnover on the first drive, sack fumble. They get the ball in the red zone, and what do they do? Three and out, not an ounce of energy. Nothing changes with this team. They can't get in the end zone. Three plays and out. Two turnovers in this game. Nothing from them. Nothing. Nothing. This offense is atrocious. This game was just just so ugly and atrocious. And, like, we'll get to the Jets and how terrible they are. First of all, the quarterback is awful. He takes terrible sacks. He can't throw the ball. They're, the Giants are lucky. Now, that's why I like the strategy. I don't, blame, I don't blame him for kicking field goals. I don't blame him for not throwing the ball. Because you could see the Jets' offense, besides one fluke little dump down that Brees Hall, who's an incredible player, takes to the end zone, Besides that, this offense had nothing to offer the New York Jets. Nothing. And this defense with Mink Martindale had them completely flummoxed. They had nothing they could do. That's why I don't mind playing. Once the rain, once the Giants took the lead, that was Dable's thought process. I am not making a mistake that puts them in good field position. I am not making a mistake that cost me this game. I trust my defense. It's the only damn unit that's any good. Even special teams got the punter shanking half the punts in the second half. I don't trust anybody. I understand he's the coach. He's supposed to trust the team. Are you not watching what we're watching? They're awful. So he makes the decision, I'm going to run the football, and I'm not going to make mistakes. And the strategy has it won. It comes down to that last drive for the Jets, He makes uh, the quarter. uh, Obviously, Wilson makes a a terrible play on first down to try and avoid a sack, and he takes a sack for a loss of about 103, allows Thibodeau to chase him down. Then on fourth down, he takes another bad sack, and that's the game. Thibodeau ends the game. He has this. This is the Thibodeau game. This is the game where he stepped up. He's all over the field. He causes a fumble at the start. With the sack strip, he ends the game with a sack at the end of the game. That's it. It's the Thibodeau game. And instead, from that moment on, the New York Giants, who don't know how to win football games, show up. And the litany of mistakes that happened from that moment on are an absolute disgrace. Because this show should have been completely different. I should have been walking in talking about how the Jets ruined an opportunity to go 4-3. and three, How the Jets can't beat De- Tommy DeVito. How... The problem with Zach Wilson, and they need, forget about the backup quarterback for the Giants. Are the Jets going to have a legitimate backup quarterback that they feel comfortable going to? Because it's, it's time to start pulling this kid in games where he does absolutely nothing. That was the conversation we were about to have, and then the Giants showed up. On first down, if you watch the play, on first down, Saquon Barkley goes down. I don't know why. I can't explain it. This is not not trying to get in the end zone and end the game. You got to get the first down. He does not fight through a tackle. He he goes down on first down. 
They don't get, obviously, anything on second and third. And then with, you know, 30 seconds left or whatever it is, I'm sorry. I You can make the argument. I'm sitting there watching the game. And I say to myself, it's one yard. Do I trust this team to get one yard and end the game? And the answer is I don't. As opposed to a 35-yard uh, field goal, an extra point is 33 yards. It's an extra point. It's a 93% play. I know he missed a, game, a kick earlier in the game. And that's the other thing. I know he's got a he told Stapleton he's got a knee issue. Is he on the is he playing or not? Is he a kicker for you or not? He hits a 35-yard field goal to start the game. I mean, I can't remember the last time they scored a touchdown, so I have no idea what he's doing in uh, extra points this year. I'd be surprised if he has more than 3 or 4. If he's healthy enough to be on the field, and if, he, if he's healthy enough to kick, he was unbelievable last year. They just gave him a contract extension. He was their most dynamic offensive weapon all season last year. If he's healthy enough to kick, that's the play. I kick the field goal. I give the Jets no timeouts, 24 seconds, having to score a touchdown. I don't, I don't want to take the risk of not getting that first down and then all I need is a couple of plays, a pass interference, whatever, sets them up for a game-tying field goal. I don't trust this team to gain a yard. You want to call that scared? Fine. That's fine. There's been times in this season where the coaches coach scared. I'm taking a chip shot field goal from my best offensive player last year who's already missed one. I know. I know it's raining. It wasn't a, it wasn't a hurricane out there. Kick the damn field goal. And if you're not healthy enough, tell your coach you can't kick it. If you walk out there, you kick the field goal. I know McDonald made a good play hopping over the line, might have disrupted it. Kick the field goal. And then from that moment on, they missed the field goal. Fine. You still have to have Zach Wilson, who's done nothing in this game go down the field and get you into field goal position in 24 seconds with no timeouts. And then Thibodeau, who had an incredible game, don't get me wrong, had an incredible game. Some of those sacks are coverage sacks, and Zach Wilson doesn't want to get rid of the ball. It's amazing. But still, he was all over the place, had a great game. Started it, ended it, should have ended it. But you cannot go off sides there. It is a killer penalty. It allows them to go down the field, catch a ball in the middle of the field, and not lose any time. That is, without question, the killer play of this whole thing because that breeds momentum. Right now, I know they make the play anyway. If they make that play and have to run off the clock, they have maybe, maybe a spike and then a chance at a sideline play to get out of bounds for a field goal. Maybe. You cannot jump off sides, give them a free play, and allow them to attack the middle of the field without having to worry about losing time off the clock. You can't do it. I understand all the plays he made. We have to be smarter than that. You have to be. And then obviously the next play goes down the field. And then the real controversy of this game is, if you see, uh, Boomer tweeted, a couple of people have tweeted it, it's out there, 
I don't think they mentioned it at all during the broadcast. I'm not sure I heard it brought up at all during the postgame. But if you watch it, the Jets make that play down the middle of the field. They all run down to set the ball for the spike. And the referee does not pick up the ball. The referee does not set it. The Jet center picks up the ball, puts the ball down. The referee runs by and ever so slightly, not to hurt it or to move it, ever so slightly touches the football. And I suppose that is now being set and affords them to stop the clock with one second. It's not why the Giants lost. I'm not sitting around crying about it, but I thought that the referee would have to set the ball up himself and had to pick. How many times have we seen this? Where at the end of the game, the, 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 the referee has to pick up the ball, put it down. The, guy, the, the offensive line has to wait for him. Suddenly, the Jets were allowed to pick up the ball. The center could put it down wherever he wanted, and the referee just came by and gave it like a wave of approval, and suddenly that was it. And then Zerline obviously hits a 35-yard field goal because that's what field goal kickers do. Hit 35-yard field goals. And then in overtime, this is the real problem I have with DeVito. And the Giants. And here's a huge mistake from Dable. If you know you are not throwing the football, and you know you have no offense here, you you have to either one of two things in the overtime, one of two things. You have to trust your quarterback, or you have to elect to kick off the football. Because you cannot allow what happened to happen. If you have no offense, you can't get pinned back in your own end zone because a false start, a holding play, you're screwed. Your punter shanks another one. You cannot trust. You haven't trusted your offense. You have put the game in your defense's hands the entire second half. Hell, the entire game. It started to rain. You saw the direction of the football game. You put it in your hands of your defense. Then you took the lead, and you literally took it out of the hands of your offense and put that game on your defense. Now, it should have been good enough. You had that strategy, had the game won, in my opinion. Then you blew it. When the overtime starts, why change up strategy now? Why would you put the hands? I know it's just the rote thing. Hey, it's overtime. I got to get the ball, right? No. No. Not if you do not trust your offense against this Jet defense. You haven't been able to move the ball at all. You've had, you, have nine, you have negative nine passing yards. You cannot trust your offense in that moment. And then if you do, then you have to just trust your offense and not throw two-yard outs and run the football. You have to attack down the field. Maybe you get a penalty. Maybe you get a miracle play. Something. Something. That's where Dable makes no sense because all game long, he's doing one thing. All game long. He's not putting the ball in, 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 in question. He's not willing to make mistakes. He's being uber careful and trusting his defense. It should have won him the game. It didn't. Now he's in overtime, and suddenly he decides to trust his offense without trusting his offense. Kick the ball, hope you pin them back, you get field position, and maybe you're a play away from kicking a field goal. So much went wrong at the end of this game for the New York Giants. And it's as ugly as it was, and as much as, yeah, at times this season, he is coach scared. And I know that plays into the narrative. It's a one-yard run. Go get it, win the game. Hey, why are you settling for field goals here? That's how you lose. No, that's how you lose against Patrick Mahomes. That's how you lose against Burrow. That's how you lose against Allen. That's how you lose against teams that actually can move the football and score. The Jets can't do that. 
I'm taking points every single time I can, especially with this giant offense. Why? So I can get a first down early in that game and set up for maybe a better field goal. I'm not getting into the end zone. I'm not. And if you say that's playing scared, then fine, I'm playing scared. I am scared of how horrific this offense has been all season long. They're the worst offense in the NFL. Going against one of the top defenses in the NFL in a rainy slog of a game. I'm not le- I'm not t- I'm not turning away points. The risk reward there isn't, hey, you you keep moving, you get into the end zone. No, the risk reward is there is I'm risking getting one yard, which I don't trust him to do, to set up for maybe an easier field goal three plays later. Like, that's where my mindset is. That's where the coach's mindset is. And then in overtime, yeah, give me the ball. Just an absolute atrocious display from the New York Giants. An atrocious display from both of these teams in one of the harder-to-watch, ugly games you've ever seen. Just, I mean, just absolutely nothing. You got a Brees Hall touchdown, and that's it. I mean, and the Jets, we'll get into them and the disgrace that they are. I mean, the Jets' best, the Giants' best offense was penalties from the Jets time and time again. Personal fouls, all going, you know, neutral zone infraction on punts out of the end zone. I mean, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? They, I mean, both of these teams, if you came away. If you watch that football game, I don't trust either of these teams. The Jets might be in it at four and three, and and football is so wonky and and week to week. They might show up next week and play really damn well. I have no idea. But if you're looking at this Jet team just for a second here, the quarterback cannot be trusted. The offense really, besides Wilson and, and Brees Hall, don't have anybody. Lazard dropped a huge pass in this game. The tight ends are, you know, overrated, quite honestly, even though they're not that highly rated. The two other running backs stink, and the quarterback is awful and takes terrible sacks. And the defense might be talented, and the defense is capable of a lot, but the defense and the special teams make stupid mistake after stupid mistake. They single-handedly kept the Giants alive. The one touchdown is, is, is personal fouls. On third down, I mean, leading with your head, roughing the quarterback, all plays that just lead to a touchdown that they did not have to give up. And then they force a punt out of the end zone, and they go, and they're off sides. Like, you can't make it up. Both of these teams did everything they could to lose the football game. The Giants were just better at it. And, I mean, so looking ahead, the Jets have a season, the Giants don't. Plain and simple, right? That's a simple thing. So as we put an end to this giant season, everything I thought I knew, I have to learn again. Because I thought the Giants had a coach. I don't think that anymore. I thought the Giants were heading in a good direction. I don't think that anymore. I thought the Giants had a good general manager. How could I think that now? When he allows... Tommy DeVito to be the backup quarterback who they don't trust to throw the football. Now, I, me personally, if he's forced to start next week, I think it'll be a different game plan. I think a lot. Of, I think they'll throw the football more. I think once they had the lead in this rain game and the way the defenses were playing this football game, the coach made a decision, I'm not putting the ball at risk at all. I'm not allowing Tommy DeVito 
to ruin this game for me or lose this game for me. If we lose it on defense, we lose it on defense. If I don't score enough points, I don't score enough points. But the last thing I'm doing is turning the ball over or making a key mistake and setting the Jets up for points that they don't have to earn. That was his decision. There are nuances to that, and I'm sure there's a million different plays we can talk about, but his decision got them the win. They have the ball under the two-minute warning, running out the clock with a three-point lead against an offense that's done absolutely nothing. They have the game won. The kicker missed the kick, and then they made stupid play after stupid play. And as the season ends, what do I think of the New York Giants? Sell everything. Why on earth would you not trade Saquon Barkley, trade Adoree Jackson, trade Xavier McKinney, who got spun around on that touchdown from Brees Hall? How how on a... I know he got blocked. But how on earth on a drop-off pass that's 30 yards ahead of you do you end up having your back turned when the runner runs by you? It's hard to get on the defense, but that play is embarrassing. Trade everyone. I don't get rid of everybody. Bring as much draft capital. They're going to be drafting back inside the top five again. We're going to be looking at another quarterback. Here we go. Round and round. That's the most frustrating thing is I thought they were on a path. I could deal with a step back in that path. I could even do, I could even deal with a divergent road on that path as long as I thought it was moving forward. The nonsense and the crap we saw today, how could you possibly think this team is moving forward? I don't trust anybody. I know the I know the quarterback is injured. I know they're playing with backup quarterbacks. I get it. I get it. I know they had the game won. And if they win the game, I'm singing a different tune. They lost. And this is the tune I'm singing. 877-337-6666. We'll get into the different aspects of this game. We'll talk about all the different plays. We'll take more of an angle from it from the Jet side. But none of it's good. None of it's positive. Both teams are atrocious. The only difference is we still we still can watch the atrocious Jets with hopes of maybe they won't be so atrocious next week. The Giants are dead. So I don't want to hear any calls from all the Giant fans who say I'm too negative and, you know, hey, you know, they could turn this around. They're playing the Raiders next week. It's over playing the Raiders next week. I don't care how bad the Raiders are. Jimmy Garoppolo and that offense can't be worse than what the Jets provided. They can't do anything. 877-337-6666. Let's talk about it. Why not? Let's put a bow on this giant season and figure out how the hell we can get the Jets any better. I don't think it's possible. What an ugly, disgusting game. Can't believe we spent all week talking about that. Now i got to spend another two days talking about it again. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. A perfect game for David Cohn. The third time works like a charm. It is the third perfect game in Yankee Stadium history. Don Larson in 56. David Wells in 98. David Cohn in 99. 27 up, 27 down. David Cohn has attained baseball immortality. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app.
Yeah, let's talk about some good football. We watched none of it yesterday. I mean, it was awful. It was just me and Fleas just talking about it. I mean, the Jets come away from this game with a win. And if you Jet fans want to call in and, and you know, have your fun, by all means, that's you won. I'm not one. I saw a lot of people, oh, neither team should be bragging. No, no, no. Jets won. It's fine. It's what the, the whole thing is. No one's, you know, Yankees and Mets, it doesn't matter. Yankees should have lost game one of that 2000 World Series. They didn't. I was having fun the next morning. Like, that's how it works. I know that's a far cry from the play of that World Series to the play we saw in this football game, but Jets won the football game. They made enough plays to win the football game. The Giants made enough dumb plays to lose it. Jets were on their way. The Jets were on their way. This was about to be just an absolute hideous loss for the New York Jets, a hideous loss that would have you questioning everything about your coach, and I'm sure there's still all questions about the coach. And certainly the quarterback. Like, for me, watching this game, I, I know I'll, I'll get calls. I'm getting some of it on Twitter because I'm a, I'm a Zach Sucks kind of guy. It's just, you know, it's what I do. It's my opinion. And if you think that, you know, making a couple of throws down the field with 24 seconds left, one where he knew he had a free play, not to take it away, hey, he made the two throws to go tie the game and then gave them a chance to win the game, fine. Threw the, threw the ball up, underthrew a receiver, and led to a horrendous penalty. I didn't even mention that in the mistakes. It's so, like, I, it's Giants made so many mistakes, I'm not even concerned about the pass interference at the end of the game. Like, Adore Jackson, you've been in the league forever. Can you turn your head around? Like, my God. But Zach Wilson was awful in this game. Awful. I mean, the Giants had their way with him. And he takes these horrendous sacks. I mean, Kayvon Thibodeau had a great day. I'm not trying to take anything away from him. But, like, when you sack the quarterback after, you know, nine seconds... It's probably the quarterback's fault. And especially that last drive. You can't run back 10 yards when you're trying to go down the field to tie the game in the last moments of the football game. You can't run backwards and then take a 10-yard a, a loss. Throw the ball away. Throw it away. This has happened all day to you. You're not outrunning these guys. And that's the other thing. His athleticism is so overblown. He never escapes anything. I know he had the one run for their first down. Their first third down. Uh, their first third down conversion comes in that drive where he runs around and gets. I mean, just what a joke. I mean, come on. How many punts in this game? I mean, what are they? What, what's the third down? How bad was the third down numbers again? I mean, it's just a joke. I got to look at it again. I know the Jets were like 0 for 18 at one point. It's a disaster. We didn't mention the punter. Morstead was in, he was the best player on the field. He was he was literally throwing darts. They said it on the broadcast that it looked like a a, a pitching wedge. It, it did. He was just landing it on the green. What an inc- and then he gets the corner kick too to bounce out of bounds. Incredible performance from Morstead. Just an incredible performance. Jets were two for fifteen for third from third down, and the Giants were two for nineteen on third down. And the Jets didn't get one until a few minutes left in the game. I mean, just atrocious football. You want to say good defensive football in some some areas, but let's be honest, that's not the case. 
Like, especially for the Jets. I, I mean, I that Jet defense is legit. It's why I thought they'd be in the AFC Championship game. I'm all about this Jet defense. They didn't have to do anything in the second half. They didn't have to do anything. And I'm, and I'm sorry, of all the stuff you want to get on Brian Day before and all the stuff, third and short, running a draw when you haven't thrown the football is the more... I mean, I I don't know who's playing calling plays, Kafka or whoever. That play call is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And if Brian Dable, who's obviously, whether he's making the calls or not, he's much more involved in the play calling. The idea that he let that get through and didn't just, you know, run up to the booth himself and take the headset right off of Kafka. You cannot call a draw. Uh, who are you fooling? They almost killed our guy Tiki because the three broadcasters, him, Catalan, and Matt Ryan, couldn't stop laughing about it's, that. It's, it's, it's absurd. It is. It's funny. It's absurd. And the same thing running pitches. I know you got to get creative with the run game. You don't want to just run the, hand the ball up the middle, hand the ball up the middle. You want to do some things. Run some traps. Run some end arounds with different people. I don't know. Hey, you know what else they're talking about in the broadcast? Yeah, Tyrod Taylor's off to the hospital. Hope we all hope Tyrod's okay. Tyrod's off to the hospital with, bro- with broken ribs. He's out of the game, obviously. We are stuck. You are with Devito. And then the 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 next option, if Devito goes down, is Saquon Barkley running the Wildcat. Well, do some of that. It can't be. You're not throwing the football. Try some. Of that. I know they ran it once. Do it a couple times. Do something else. But what you don't do against a defense this good and a defensive front this good with your crappy offensive line and both your tackles still missing, what you don't do is is pitch the ball back seven yards and give them a seven-yard head start. Like, come on. You are not going to be successful putting the ball further into the backfield. Everyone knows you're running it. And then in overtime, you run a screen they are looking at Saquon Barkley, and they are saying he's the only one they're touching the ball. You can run a screen to Saquon Barkley third and long with your back up against the end zone in overtime. I mean, it's just stupidity. It's just stupidity. He's the one. You're not fooling anyone. You can't creatively get the ball to Saquon Barkley. I don't care what you do. You'd have to put him in another uniform. Maybe if you put, like, the, the the Bobby Valentine glasses and fake nose on him, you might be able to get away with it. Other than that, he's the only guy you trust to put the ball in his hands. Draws, screens, they're not going to work. Amazing. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm mad about. I don't mind the strategy. I know I'm, I'm probably going to differ than a lot of Giant fans. I have no problem with either of the field goals. I don't. And I have no problem doing what they did offensively. It won them the game. All right? It was a strategy. He stuck to it. I heard a caller before saying they, they, they were snapping the ball with too much time left on the clock. That's an argument. I think it's a little overblown because if you just take it down to zero on every play, you're giving the defensive line, you know, free range to get off the ball quick. Like, I don't want to just make it seem like, you know, you, they could just wait until the end and then get off the ball. You want to... But still, I saw a couple snaps. I went back and watched after the call mentioned it. You're trying to run the clock out. You don't need to be snapping the ball with 10, 11 seconds left in the play clock. That's fair. So some of the littler things like that, no question. But I have no problem with the overall strategy of just running the football and letting your defense win the game once you got the lead. They tried to throw the football. When he first came in, 
He obviously, it was third and nine They after the injury, he hands the ball off for that first play. But his first drive starting it, they throw a, they drop him back first play. He throws an out that's almost picked off. On third down, he has that scramble. And instead of diving for the first down, like you would think, I know he can't take a hit, you don't want to get injured, you're the only quarterback. But go out there and get the first down. This is the game of your life. You're probably never going to play again. Go get the first down. Not to kill the kid. He's in a tough spot. But go get the first down. Then because the Jets are down to their third off, their third center because the, the rain and the turf or whatever, is, everyone's getting injured. They're down to their third center. They fumble the snap on the, on the first play with the third center in, and they get the ball back. They drop him back. He gets sacked. Third down, they drop him back. Paul gets deflected at the line. They tried to throw the football when they were down. Then out of the second half, they have that drive. They mainly run it. They tried to throw a couple times on that drive too. They get the the penalty. Uh, they get two different penalties that extend drives, extend the drive. He gets in the end zone, and from that moment on, with the lead, the coach said, "I'm nursing this lead." And ultimately, it had them. It had the game won if they didn't shoot themselves in the foot over and over again in the last you know 24 seconds uh, of the game, and then into overtime. 877-337-6666. Jesse in Queens is up first on the fan. What's up, Jesse? Hey, T-Mac. What's up? Uh, I agree with you totally on the Giants. I'm questioning whether Dave and Sean are the guys. The right guys course, how could you not be? How could you yeah, not be? It seems like Dave loses composure, coaching, you know, scared and desperate. And, you know, how can you have a, a quarterback that you don't have confidence in and you just run it? Mm-hmm. Constantly, that that's uh, it's stupid. I mean, he, well, I mean, his, his I, I, I don't. I don't here's what I'll say: I don't like if he has to start next week. I don't think that he will not throw. Like, I don't think that'll be the game plan next week if he starts the game. Like, I really don't. Like next week against the Raiders, I don't think they're going to come out and just run the football because Devito's. Like, if if Daniel Jones isn't healthy and Devito's forced to be the starting quarterback. I don't think they're just going to do nothing but run the football. I think the elements in this game, the situation of this game, the way the game was being played at the time led into those decisions. And especially the Jets defense that thrives on turnovers. They've won the turnover battle 4 nothing, 3 Like They've been a dominant turn the ball over and win games. And he did not want to give his team, the Jets a chance to win the game that way. If, they were gonna, if their defense was going to give up a 70-yard drive and lose the game, okay, I can lose the game that way. I'm not giving them an opportunity to have a short field or a big play because my inexperienced quarterback makes a mistake. I have no problem with it. I really don't. I have no. It, they had the game won that way. I know sometimes it's not fair to just say, here's the result, so it must have been a good idea. It doesn't always work that way. But ultimately, they, the strategy of not throwing the football had the game won. If they make a 35-yard field goal, they win the game. If Thibodeau is not offsides, they win the game. I mean, it's that simple. It's that simple. So it's I, I'm not going to kill it when it was a strategy that ultimately had them play with a backup quarterback and be horrendous and score 10 points in a game and, and somehow win it. But having said that, I don't think, one, I'm more upset that, that they've allowed this to be the backup quarterback for a quarterback that's off injured, sometimes his fault, sometimes because of outside forces like punctured lungs during, you know, painkiller shots, and but I mean he's he's been a guy over his career has had injuries. 
I cannot go into a game with someone who there's at least a chance that I don't trust. Now, having said that, the Raiders game next week, I do not expect the game plan to be we're doing nothing but throwing running the football. I don't. If he has to start, they'll throw the football. I'm sure he's capable of it. I can't imagine that this giant team and this coaching staff and that GM is so inept that they would allow someone on the roster that they don't trust to even throw the football. This, the scenario of this game was the reason they did it. He was not going to allow a young kid who didn't practice all week with the first team come in off the injury and then expect him to make plays and not make a mistake. He was afraid of the mistake. You want to say it's coaching scared? Fine. He was afraid that a quarterback, me and you and everyone else knows, stinks going up against one of the better defenses and certainly a defense that has thrived on turning the ball over late in games too. I'm not allowing that defense to have a chance with this young quarterback. I'm not doing it. That was his thought process. I don't hate it. It won the game. It had the game won. I think next week they'll trust him to throw the football. It's a, it's a different scenario. If they get if they get out to a lead against the, the Raiders, then maybe they'll do the same thing then. But even in this game, he was willing to throw the football until he got the lead. Once he got the lead, he said, I am holding on to this thing for dear life, and I'm not I'm not willing to make a mistake. Matt in Rhode Island. What's up, Matt? Hey, Chris. What's going on? What's up, I just, buddy? I'm just disgusted right now. Oh, it's, uh, I'm, I'm beyond disgusted. I, I was, it's just, listen, there's some stuff I question about it, Brian Dable, obviously, coming out of this game, but still, man, like, I mean, I don't, I think he played the right call to the field position game, taken, I think he did the right pointing the field goal, like, Graham Dino, come on, you got to make these field goals, like, you're a Pro Bowl kicker. You just can't. You, got, you can't miss him. I mean, it's the bottom line. You the can't defense miss him. played great. Just, the defense, and, yeah, the defense played great. Um, I, I do think that this offense of the Jets stinks, but that doesn't matter. They played the team in front of them, and they played. They got pressure. Um, Dexter Lawrence was in the backfield all game long. Obviously, after all the talk around here, amazingly enough, Kayvon Thibodeau had the game of his life. I mean, they ended up winning that game against Washington. And he, I mean, but last week, last year on a Sunday night football game that turned the season back around, that was really his his big game. I, I he you he he didn't play any better than he did in this one. I mean, he was he was great in this game. He was great in this game. Now again, I do believe Zach Wilson held on to the ball too much, and that some of those sacks are coverage sacks. And um, Matt Ryan said it on that last sack that he owes the cornerbacks dinner. Kayvon Thibodeau. Because I I do believe a lot of especially the you know the last one in particular like he's Zach Wilson has to get rid of the football. Like I know we're being giant centric here because they lost the game and they the story. I was actually listening to uh, BT and Sal on Friday and they were talking about who's the story if the Giants if the Jets lose or the Giants lose. Like whoever lost this game was going to be the story of the game because either the Jets blew an opportunity to beat a bad team and move to four and three or the Giants season's over. And here we are, the Giants and scenes over. And who knew they were going to do it in such, you know, spectacular fashion and blow this game. But, I mean, so I know we're a little Giants heavy here in the first hour. But, I mean, Jet fans, I don't know how you could feel good. And they need to figure out something. They almost lost to a Giant team that didn't throw the football. Like, think about that for a second. They almost lost to a Giant football team who was afraid to throw the football in the second half. And now, is everything on the quarterback? No, not everything. But if you had competent quarterback play, 
You win this game easy. You win this game easy. They have to have an option of someone, maybe not to take over as the starter. You want to trust Zach Wilson, fine. But if you find yourself in games like this where he's not, I know he didn't make a, a terrible mistake necessarily and didn't throw a bad pick, but he doesn't do He's inaccurate. He missed Brees Hall on an easy third down completion. He's holding on to the ball for way too long. He's taking terrible sacks. He's running backwards and taking terrible sacks. Like, you have to be able to have someone on your roster that you feel can come in and, and you know, come in on the second half of a game where Zach Wilson's playing like this. They were talking about it in the postgame. I 100% agree. If Boyle's not that guy, and now unfortunately, although Cousins, the Cousins pipe dream was over a few weeks ago, it felt like, uh, obviously he tore his Achilles in, you know, just terrible news is they're really starting to turn their season around. Um, another uh, win against Green Bay earlier in uh, yesterday. But now he's gone. Like So I know there's no great option to have someone come in here and take over for Zach, uh, period. And it's probably, you know, that, that ship has sailed. But you have to bring in someone you feel somewhat capable of and, comp, uh, you know, comfortable with coming into a game. You just have to. And if it's not Boyle, it's got to be somebody. Go get somebody. And if it's not Simeon, who's still on the practice squad, then go get somebody. Jeff in South Florida. What's up, Jeff? How you doing? Good, buddy. Uh, How are you? Uh, yeah, as a Jets fan, like I said, I can't, you know, there was more uh, relief or astonishment than how they uh, should have lost the well, game. Well, listen, whenever you, you can, it's easy to not be as frustrated. It's easy to take a step. I mean, once you get into it throughout the week, you'll probably start to realize, oh, this is annoying now that we, you know, this wasn't very good. We're going to have to figure out how to get better at this. But when you win a game that you thought you had lost, I'm sure there's Jet fans uh, you know, throughout the tri-state area that, you know, f- turned the television off through the remote after that sack and just walked away and, you know, found out three hours later that the Jets came back and won the football game. I mean, that's some you had a miraculous win. It probably makes you feel a little bit better about it. Uh, but once you really take a look at it and you realize the quarterback sucked, uh, the offense, you know, still is garbage and it should have yeah. never, never come down to miracles against the lousy Giant team that didn't even want to throw the football in the second half. Nope, not at all, but... Uh... Yeah, it really hurt him, obviously, not to make excuses about the, uh, the offensive lineman going down. And the, yeah, back, you know, the practice squad uh, player who wasn't even the center. Yeah. Uh, obviously, they, they got that fixed in the second half. But I think most Jets fans, other than uh, BT, know that Wilson's not the answer uh, long term yeah. at all. But the one thing, like, his biggest weakness is his biggest strength that he just he doesn't have the head for it. Uh, he makes a lot of stupid decisions, but that's why he was able to make the throws at the end of the game and in overtime, I think, because he just he gets over the, uh, the poor decisions and just goes to the next one. But uh, I just want to explain why the field goal – forget about the – I mean, the first one I thought was stupid also, but the one at the end of the game was a terrible decision. Okay. But, uh, I'll tell you why. Uh, if you make the field goal, the game's not over. Yeah, you need a miracle, but, you know, something right. crazy happens, the kick return – you score a touchdown, you know, uh, uh, Dom, you, you uh, win the game, you'll, you still lose the game. Correct. One yard, yes. say it's, let's say it's, let's say it's 50-50 and the field goal is 90, 95%. Yeah. If you, miss the, if you miss the field goal, you give them seven extra yards. If you don't get it, you know, that's, and that's, not, that's not nothing. And the way the Jets, you know, maybe you get in the draw sides, maybe, uh, you know, you just get a yard somehow. You know, there's, there's so many things. There's no reason to kick that, and then you also have the small chance of a block or something of that nature, and maybe 
we'll see the rest of the stuff on the field. If there's something crazy happens. Just, yeah, I mean, well, I, mean I, I suppose. Well, I mean, there's no chance of a fumble and uh, on the one yard run. Oh, well, yeah, right. That's, well, there's, yeah, there's, there's a chance of everything. There's there's a chance against everything. Everything's taking a chance unless you're going to take a knee. Barkley could have fumbled it. They could have fumbled the snap. Anything could have happened. I understand what you're saying. That ends the game. I totally agree. Go. It's a that at least that the, uh, the at least the risk reward there is. Hey, if we get one yard, we win the game. I get that, and that's kind of what I I said it in the open. That's probably what I would have done. Like thinking of it, I I probably would have done it, but I understand why he didn't. I understand why he didn't, and I'm not that mad at it. It's a it's a it's a extra point. These are 90% plays, and I'm sorry. I know what you're saying. The game doesn't end. Anything could happen. They could run it back. You could have a, a miracle, but I don't believe the Jets are getting in the end zone. I just don't. I don't believe with 24 seconds and no timeouts, they are getting in the end zone to beat you. I just don't. I'm playing against the field goal. I, I get it. They also pay Gano a lot of money. I know his knees bothering him. His, his, op, his, his left leg is bothering him. You absolutely could go for it. It's a questionable decision. You could, you could, uh, you absolutely could get on table for it. That's fine. We could discuss it. I don't necessarily. I probably would have. I probably would have tried to get the one yard. I probably would have. Considering even if I don't miss it, I got at least twenty four seconds. It might even take more time off the clock than a field goal. But whatever. At least twenty four seconds to go down the field and kick a field goal. I trust my defense. I could end the game there. I don't hate that play. I'm not telling you, no, this is why you kick it. What I'm telling you is it's not why they lost the game. Like I I you gotta I I trust my kicker to kick a 35 yard field goal. Like I'm not asking a 53 yard field goal there. I'm asking a I'm asking an extra point. Kick an extra point to make sure we don't lose on a field goal or get tied and then lose in overtime, which was the same thing as a loss. You knew the Giants were losing in overtime. They have they had no offense, and they don't have a kicker. Now, at that point, you're going to trust them again? Like, they had – the Jets were winning that game. So, in my mind, I'm, uh, I, I, got, I have no problem kicking the field goal. You could have went for it, no doubt. But I don't trust – do you really feel good about them getting a yard? Like, honestly, Giant fans, look at you. Like, look deep inside yourself. Like, knowing that you absolutely are going to run the football, you know it, the Jets know it, everybody knows it. Do you really think you're going to get that yard? Like, it's not that easy. And I just don't think they would have done it. And we haven't really, I mean, I mentioned the open, but Saquon Barkley goes down on the first down. I don't understand it. Like, it looks like he just says, I got enough yards. I want to make sure I get down. I don't I, I don't want to get hit. Maybe if I get hit, I fumble it or something. I don't know. He went down. He got seven yards and went down. I don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand so much. But then again, I'm used to that feeling. 877-337-6666. One hour down. Two more left to go. Continue to take your phone calls. Maybe we'll go around the league a little bit. But ultimately, it's Giants suffering the end of the Giants season. And Halloween's on Tuesday. Not even Halloween. Here we are again. Joe Judge. Pat Shermer. Ben McAdoo. Brian Dable. I, I just, I can't. 